May I play a song? May you play a song? Yeah. Fine by me. Andy's unsure. Is it Spice Girls to become one? <laughs> what is this? I mean, I I got I got one better. <laughs> what was that? Oh, that was the Zoobly Zoo theme song. What's the Zoobly Zoo? Oh, oh, it's um, it's it was one of my favorite TV shows as a kid, and it um definitely holds up. No, it doesn't. It's weird. It was a television show. You can watch the video after if you want to get a feel for it. Can I play you a song? This is some old friends at the Catskill Game Farm this year. From far and wide, in every size, old animal friends are waiting to see you. Then visit our new friends at the Catskill Game Farm, like this baby dromedary camel, or any of the new baby animals born each week. And don't forget, there's a large playground area with many great rides. Whether you're visiting an old friend or new, there's always some animal waiting to see you at the Catskill Game Farm near Catskill, New York. Yeah, that's my my memory from childhood. Well, that's trash. That's not the song I was hoping for, because there was a song. Oh. Mine was a really good... Um, Animals! You remember that? No? I. That's <laughs> terrifying. Animals! So, we could just keep saying that. Animals. Um, but, uh, let's see. So, just to give you an idea, Zoobly Zoo um, actually is about... Do you know what? I'm going to have to rewatch this again and see if it was actually bad. Um, because they were like, they were humans dressed as animals, but they were acting like humans. So it actually kind of gave animals maybe human-like qualities. I don't know. It was, it's, oh, here, I'll just show you. I'll just show you a picture here. Yeah, that's what I watch as a child. That's horrifying. I know. I, I told you it, uh, it holds up. Um, it, it has an 8.3 rating out of 10 on IMDb. It was actually like not even live when I was I it it aired before I was born. Yeah, it looks like it. 86 to 87. I was living. You're so old. I was a BB. But um it was really nice. It was fun. I'll send you a clip. I'll send everyone a clip. Yeah, they're six artistic animal friends. They frequently break into song and dance. Oh. Mhm. What did they sing and dance about? Different stuff, you know, whatever they wanted. Okay. There's a snow leopard who was the mayor. Oh. Mm-hmm. They, the plot in each episode centers around the main characters, which are called Zoobles. <laughs> the primary themes are cooperation, making friends, and creativity. I had a great childhood. <laughs> and I'm fine. <laughs> there was characters such as Builder Beaver, Van Gogh Lion, Cockatoo, Talkatoo Cockatoo, Lookout Bear, Bravo Fox. Why don't I know about this? Mayor Ben. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. But anyways, that's my Zoobly Zoo Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Love that show. I can't find the Catskill Game Farm theme song except for In My Head. Oh, the no. Catskill uh, Game Farm. <laughs> Animals. That's all I remember Oh, from it. Did you know about the Catskill Game Farm or no? Because you were so far west. Mm-mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Did you know about Pappy Druitt? Uh, that sounds familiar. Okay. Yes. He drew Pappy Land. 
Yes, yes. Okay, good. I was just yes. making sure that there was another, like, yes. show that I... Yes, It was always really, like, that was hard for me, though, because he was like, this is how easy it is to draw. Let me show you, kids. Which and is actually like, not actually that far off of how he talked. Um, and then he would, like, do these simple lines, and I can't draw. So I was always disappointed. But I liked Pappy Drew it, too. And that was it. That was our... That's that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. About <laughs> vegan stuff, but actually not. This was the V-Spot podcast. <laughs> a television slash theme song podcast. Yes. Memories. Yeah. Memories. Not at all about lizard people. Or, it, or conspiracies. or Or we're lying to you. We're about aliens now. Little green people. Green men? Green people? Green people. Gray people? Gray people? I think they're gray. I think they used to be green, and then they, like, now people think they're gray. I don't know. Or do aliens look like us? Do aliens walk amongst aren't, us? Aren't we aliens, though? Isn't beep, that? Beep, boop, beep, boop. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, my translator broke. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good episode of Dick Van Dyke where he thinks that he sees a UFO out the window. Oh, my God. And it says, like, skidoops <laughs> or something like that. And and he thinks the UFO is talking to him. And then, and then he discovers that um, it's actually, like, a toy maker on the floor above him who's, like, flying his remote control UFO. Hmm. Yeah. Andy's mad because we haven't introduced ourselves yet again. Oh. But I like consistency, you know? We're consistently and inconsistent. And I wouldn't want somebody to to start listening and to hear organization and anything research. Yeah. And a cohesive thought. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And be like, wait a minute. What podcast is this? It can't possibly be the V-Spot. Yeah, no. Because Kat and Danny never do that. Yeah. They sound like they have their shit together. Yeah. Right. So I just don't want to confuse our listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. But producer Andy thinks it's important. Oh. So. Who are you? My name is Kathleen. My oh. middle name is Anne. Oh. My name's Marsha. Marsha Martian. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's right. That's right. Marsha Martian. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Or... Or, or your name. Oh, I was like, row, row, row your boat. (laughs) Or, was confused. Or I'm Danny. What's your middle name? Ashley. Oh, I knew that. Mm -hmm. I knew that. Because then you can dab. Ah, cute. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Dab. Get it, Andy, because D-A-B. My no. my dad's initials are R-A-D, so he's rad. Oh, and that's nice. And my mom, who never legally changed her name, but if she did legally change oh, her name. Oh, she'd be mad. She'd be mad. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Maureen would be mad. Yeah. That yeah. figure. Or maybe, I don't know if her name's legally changed or not, but she doesn't go by, she goes by her maiden name. That's nice. How yeah. is that? Because she's an independent lady. I like that. <laughs> and she's got a cool last name. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm thinking about, I think I'm going to hyphenate and just have a very long name. Yeah. But that's fine. Anyway. So that's it. (laughs) That was fun. That was a good podcast. Yeah. Good episode. Good talk. Do you know who's not an independent woman? Any mother animal that's stuck in a zoo. Agreed. So there we go. 
So guess what? Let's talk about that. Let's but talk about But can I talk to you about that. celery first? About celery? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. I was just wondering because I read an article earlier literally called Celery. Why? <laughs> I ask myself that all the time. Are you a celery fan? No. Um, I don't. So, but maybe this is the case for everybody. I don't like celery as like a thing, but I like celery in stuff and I like celery like with my wings and whatnot. But do people just like eat celery? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I like it when, first of all, you have to shave it. I know that sounds weird, but Andy taught me that. Like, just like if you, because you know how you bite into a piece of celery and you have the weird stringies? Yeah. If you just take um, a peeler and you just like scrape it over like you would peel a potato or anything, you can peel the top of the celery off that has the, the weird ribbed parts so you don't get the stringies. Oh. I didn't know that either. Insider info from Andy. Interesting. Um, and it's really, t- I'd like to dip it with peanut butter. Yeah. Or like raisins, ants on a log. Yeah, I guess Ooh, that's, that's true. not vegan. <laughs> I was like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> because ants. Duh. It's like eating chocolate bunnies at Easter. Yeah, or like worms in mud. Gummy worms. It's called dirt. Dirt? Oh, uh, it's like that weird like, yeah, like cookies, with the Oreos, the Oreos and, shit. and worms. Yeah, what's that called? M- uh dirt worms. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Anyways, let's talk about Celery, the mild-mannered straight man of the vegetable world. What? <laughs> that was not me. That was, that was an exact what? quote. No. Yeah, no, it really is. No. He only packs a puny six calories per stock, and he has about as much flavor as a desk lamp, according to this writer. Oh, my God. But it's existed for thousands of years, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Celery is odd, right? Um. Yeah. <laughs> That's always baffled me about umbilifiers, which is the family to which celery belongs, is that most species are wickedly poisonous. Interesting. Which is super cool. Socrates was basically killed by celery's cousin. <laughs> consuming water hemlock. Interesting. Which I thought was really cool, but it's native to the Mediterranean area. Um, yeah. Use a wild plant medicinally for a slew of ailments back in the day, but usually for hangovers or as aphrodisiacs. Celery? Apparently. No. No. I've got some celery in the I kitchen. I literally is... just bought celery at the store. I don't think that celery is sexy at all. One way to find out. I mean, maybe if you put some peanut butter on it. Do you want to see my celery stock? <laughs> if there's peanut butter on it. <laughs> it's Andy's going to type something to us. Um, It's just... It's only sexy if you shave it. That's true. <laughs> Celery, that is, kids. Um, yeah, but it's a filler food. Um, and it's funny because it's like you take this article says you take chicken and feeds one person. But if you take a chicken and add it to soup with lots of vegetables, such as celery, you can feed a whole family. Mm-hmm. And celery adds flavor, which I agree to this other. It adds flavor to soup. Like if you don't have celery yes. in your soup. Yeah, that's what I mean. I it like it in funky. stuff. Um, I, the stuffing I made for Thanksgiving last year had celery in it, and it was really good. Um, this quote could mm-hmm. be me. I love celery. It's awesome. I'm a big fan of foods that crunch. <laughs> so celery is right, right up there. And you can dip it in stuff. Right. And I, I also agree with that and the fact that she that calls celery the unsung hero of soups. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So. I love stuff that crunches. That's my, uh, that's my celery corner. Okay. 
But before we get into zoos, I do have one other thing. Do you want my other fun fact? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> Did you know that cornflakes were part of an anti-masturbation crusade yes okay i did cool. actually i just want to tell the world about that yes i did so yeah mr kellogg was a big advocate for a vegetarian diet yes and not masturbating yeah well he thought he he thought a diet heavy in like bran and whatnot mm -hmm. would prevent you from sinning in such a way if i loved this i'm glad you already know about this yeah. so i don't have to like explain the whole thing i can yeah. just it's like there's a do really the good documentary um, tell me about about Kellogg's so, masturbation theory, and I'll look up the documentary. He and his wife kept separate bedrooms, adopted all of their children. Um, he never consummated his marriage. Sex with your wife was bad, but masturbation was even worse. If illicit commerce of the sexes is a heinous sin, Kellogg wrote, self-pollution is a crime doubly abominable. Mm -hmm. um, in plain facts for old and young, embracing the natural history and hygiene of organic life, he cataloged 39 different symptoms of a person plagued by masturbation, including general infirmity, defective development, mood swings, fickleness, bashfulness, boldness, bad posture, stiff joints, fondness for spicy foods, acne, palpitations, and epilepsy. <laughs> and if you have these things, you're plagued by masturbation. So... Uh, what we're going to have to make time for is watching this film. So oh, okay. there is a documentary about him cool. um, that BBC did. But there was also a film in 1994 starting, starring Anthony Hopkins, Matthew Broderick, Bridget Fonda, John Cusack, Dana Carvey, some of my favorite humans. And it's called The Road to Wellville. Okay. And it's an American comedy drama film adaptation of T. Corrigison Boyle's novel of the same name, which tells the story of the doctor and clean living advocate John Harvey Kellogg and his methods employed at the Battle Creek Sanitarium at the beginning of the 20th century. And this is the movie that I've heard about that's like kind of wild, right? Hmm. Andy knows what I'm talking about. Have you about. seen it, Andy? Uh, um, we should do that. So it says, John Harvey Kellogg opened a sanitarium in Battle Creek, Michigan, where he practiced his unusual methods for maintaining health, including colonic irrigation, electrical stimulus, and sexual abstinence, vegetarianism, and physical exercise. This is what the movie is about. We should watch this immediately. Um, we we got to go. We got to watch that right now. Okay, where can I find this? So I feel like I have a couple of conflicting things going on right now, though, okay. to be honest with you. Because if I turn if I turn my head to the left, and we don't have a podcast studio yet, so I'm looking into the kitchen. There's there's celery. Oh, he was on the counter. There should be celery on the counter, but then staring at me from the top of the fridge is a box of cornflakes. So the sexy celery is being <laughs> like voided out by the yes. not sexy cornflakes. Um, I also just want you to know that this movie got a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's Amazing. guaranteed to be excellent. Cool. Yes. We'll have to we'll have to come back yeah, to we're that. Gonna, we're going to watch that. Good. Should we be eating cornflakes while we do it? Yeah. That's you know good. what we should do is um, they have those restaurants, uh, mm -hmm. restaurants, I'm using that term loosely, there's in the city for all Kellogg cereals. It's like a cereal bar and you can just go in and have cereal. We should just get some Kellogg cereal. Mm -hmm. We'll line them up. Yep. That's and a good we'll idea. watch this film. That's a really good idea. <laughs> we should do that. That's what we're going to do. Eat cornflakes and masturbate, <laughs> according to. That's, that sounds like a wild night. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Sounds like a wild night. Oh, 
Cool. So do you have anything else like information story-wise? Um, Not I... serial related? Oh, uh, I have two more things. One of which you know about. Okay. Tell me them. Uh, the first one is a Veg News article that I just saw yesterday. Um, That was really the thing that I like most care about is the video. Okay. Um, a crayfish hacks off his own claw to escape being boiled alive. Oh. Have you seen that? PETA posted the video. Um, Veg News wrote the article. I think I have seen that video. He detached his own claw off the side of a bowl of yeah. boiling water. You literally see him because his one claw was in the water. So he detached his own claw and crawls away. And it's really sad. Yeah. And like, let's keep in mind. Oh, well, here we go again. We have another butterfly thing coming up. I <laughs> am scared of like, of all Lobster-y. things that nah, 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 yeah. with their claws. I because but this one also is weird. Is that what, yes. Is that what the category? Yeah, yeah because okay. my dad would like because my dad would eat like lobster or anything like that and like would like like dangle and chase me with the empty claws. And when you're a child, if you have a gross claw that your dad's chasing you with, that scares you. And it stays with you. And like I could never be at the table when someone ate, not because it disgusted me, because it like literally gave me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. And it, it, I'm sorry. It had nothing to do with the animal at that point. It was just like the empty shell. Like it was just an empty claw shell. Like you could have an empty claw right here and I would just, I would freak. So what are you doing? So what happens when you walk down the beach and you see like, oh, really? Not great. Girl. I do it. Like I'm not afraid of beaches or anything like that, but it's not good. <laughs> One time I saw a ghost crab Listen. that was terrifying though. He poop. he like popped up <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I went, boop. Right Beaches are like they're full of butterflies and they're full of crustaceans. How do you survive? Those really those crabs, the big ones, the flat that look like the prehistoric animals, they're horseshoe crabs. And they like oh. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh. <gasps> freaks me out. And, but horseshoe crabs are actually kind of cute because you can't see anything until you flip them over. But it's nightmare fuel mm. when you flip them over. Now, are you more afraid of like a crab versus a lobster versus, or does it not matter? Well, does it I all actually, freak you out? It, but this is the thing. I it's 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 like the it's like the shells. Mm-hmm. It's literally just the just the, the shells. empty shells. Yeah, correct. It's very because symbolic. like <laughs> lobsters are really cute. I have a lobster, stuffed lobster named Robster. Of course you do. <laughs> and he's really nice, and they swim backwards, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But I love them. I I love lobsters. They do freak me out a little bit, but like I like them. But in an empty shell, I'm like, oh. I know it just keeps getting weirder. <laughs> just when you think I've capped it, nah. I think that's it for now. Okay. But anyways, it's a really sad video. Yeah, I think I've scrolled past it and kept scrolling because I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't see that. Yeah, it was bad. Can't see that with my eyes. Um. And then the other thing is. Uh, just to touch base on Kat Von D. <sighs> Kat Von D. So breaking my heart, girlfriend. The, the good thing is that she's going to raise a vegan baby. Yeah. And she posted that on Instagram and we discussed it not on the podcast um, about how people were coming at her. And that was super like disrespectful mm-hmm. um, because they were saying, oh, procreating is a problem for vegans, apparently. Right, right. We did talk about that. Um, right. So I never knew that. But 
then she did a thing that I can't support. I know. I know. And the more I read about it, though, the more it seems like it is for not vegan reasons. So what? Tell me more about it. Because I like saw and I was like, I don't I can't I can't because like this kind of thing I can't deal with. So the thing that she said, for those of you who don't know, is that she's um not going to vaccinate her child. Right. So tell me what you've read or heard more of i've i've read a a bunch of articles um where she just says that she quote unquote did her research and what have you um and and essentially is choosing to not vaccinate because it's linked to autism and it's linked to this and it's you know all of these things but all of that research is like so unfounded and it just it just like really stresses me out because it's a very in my opinion, an irresponsible decision to make. Well, because the thing is, you're not just making that choice for your child. You're making a choice for every child around your child. Right. Like being vegan does not affect if I'm if I have a little spawn and they are vegan, it does not affect anyone around them right other than they're not gonna i don't know steal your lunch or something like that not hopefully my kid's not a bully but um like it doesn't affect you if my kid's not vaccinated that affects you right and that honestly is one of my biggest problems with um people who don't believe in vaccines which is also crazy to me because it it's just a thing like you can't not believe in them i guess in my opinion but, like, you're literally making a decision that affects other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, somebody posted something to social media to the extent of that exact sentiment, just saying, you know, like, keep your just now keep your kids away from mine. You know, like, if you're not going to vaccinate, tell every single person that you come into contact with so that they can keep their children away from you. Right. Because that's like. And 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 we're not talking about preventing your kid from getting a flu vaccine or whatever. We're talking about fucking polio and mumps right. and shit that will kill your child before it even gets the opportunity to decide whether or not it wants to stay vegan. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, that's that's my biggest thing. Um, but then I also, yeah, there's also these people that are like, here's your other cruelty free brands. Don't support Kat Von D at all. I know. And I'm like, guys, Jesus Christ. I know. It's because also, are you doing all of your research into every other brand that you're using? Do you know what I'm saying? Again, it's just you don't know. So you buy, I don't know, Urban Decay or something. What if their founder is eating, I don't know bivalves and or something like that you know it's just i don't think people are doing their research entirely when they say that i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna boycott this like come on right it's kind of like the beyond burger and the impossible burger i'm gonna boycott the impossible burger because they tested on animals well okay cool but like at some point someone else tested on animals in something that you do right um who yeah, yeah, okay. So I saw a lot of um, 
people talking about how the anti-vaccine movement really grew with in momentum when Jenny McCarthy came out as being an anti-vaxxer. Mm. Um, and it, I saw something about how there is a website called the Jenny, Jenny McCarthy Body Count. And it's a website that supposedly counts how many people have have died from a preventable illness since 2007 when she came out as an anti-vaxxer or something like that. And I Googled it, and it's true that it, that website does exist, which is kind of excessive and I mean, a little aggressive and yeah. hor- horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> she does pretty uh, loudly talk about being an anti-vaxxer. And right. when you just have that platform and you're influencing people the way that you are, same as Kat Von D, that's dangerous, I think. I don't know. It's yeah. Just, it's just me. I agree. So also, <laughs> he just jumped, you're Satan. He just, like, jumped right in. Because Satan. I have, what? yeah, I think so. <laughs> Or your K. I'm there's a kid, there's a D&D reference. She put who put the toilet paper in? I did it. So, this is what happened. This is she's Satan. <laughs> she put it in the wrong way. So, this she, is what happened. Can I tell you? Yeah, this is what happened. I put it in this. There's so much that's what she said about to come out of my mouth. I put it in, and then I realized that it was like too bulky and it didn't like fit. Mm-hmm. So, I took it back off, took some toilet paper off. Then put it back on. And when I put it back on, I noticed that it was on the wrong way. Uh-huh. And I was like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> and I left it there. Yeah. And I thought to myself, she's going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> you know me so well, but also chaotic evil. That's your alignment. You're chaotic evil in D&D. Because only a chaotic evil person would be like, yeah, fuck it. I know this is wrong, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. I literally, I went and I was like, why isn't the toilet paper working? Oh, my God, it's upside down. It was bad. I had a bad <laughs> moment. Thank God I already peed, so everything had expelled from my body. Oh, that's it. That's all. Sorry. It's okay. I was just, I'm glad that it was you, though, and not Andy, because I couldn't Browns marry him. Divorce, yeah. That's right. I couldn't do it. So, um, do you have anything else, though, like, I don't know, in the news? pop culture related before we get into the real topic I don't do you want to give any shout outs to people I know Andy says like wait till the end but like maybe Uh, we could do one now uh, I don't know it's pop culture yeah so I have been meaning to shout out um, my friend Brittany who um, had just started a vegan YouTube channel called Veganista um, Brittany is lovely. Her first um, her first video is her adventures at Universal Studios as mm. a vegan. Um, so she's on Facebook and Instagram as Veganista. Her Instagram handle is at Veganista at and that's her YouTube channel as well. Um, but yeah, it's all about her adventures going vegan. She's a relatively new vegan. I know she's kind of like gone back and forth, but this is her like last final I'm sticking with it hurrah and uh-huh. so she's kind of documenting it through social media um, and she's doing some really cool things so go and check her out especially if you are a newer vegan and you're looking for somebody to kind of go through it with she's just a really cool person or if you're like a seasoned vegan yeah like I don't know maybe it's refreshing yeah no for sure so <laughs> 
Bless Sorry, I couldn't hold that you. one in. I thought I was going to sneeze a moment ago. And oh, I this didn't. is my third one. The two I managed to stifle. I couldn't do it anymore. Bless you. It's them allergies. It's awful. Probably another one's going to come. That's fine. It yep. happens. <laughs> damn, okay. damn vegan in your weakened immune That's system. That's what I'm saying. I'm literally <laughs> dying as we speak. It's so bad. That's, again, why we sit. We, could, we can't stand. That's right. So. That's right. Um, who also can't stand sometimes zoo animals. <laughs> <laughs> You're so just quick. <laughs> you just everything is just so well connected. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny when I function because then the rest of the time it's just not at all. Right. Right. So right. I'm like on point for certain things and the rest of the time can't even walk in a straight line right right so same oh god andy left oh he didn't even notice <laughs> well well whatever <laughs> that's his level of it's importance for all chaos reigns Ooh, right. we can chew we can chew on the podcast quick oh, everyone uh, for oh, some he's... reason i was really hoping he was gonna come back with a snack i was gonna say cookies cookies would have been nice yeah but no we got nothing um so let's talk about zoos how do let's. how do zoo how do you zoo? How do I zoo? Ooh, you I, zoo. I haven't zooed in a in a while. Well, I guess I zooed when I went to Disney, which was two years ago, because mm-hmm. I did go to Animal Kingdom. Um, but before that, I haven't zooed. That was the only zoo since going vegan. I went, is it? Yes. I went to the San Diego Zoo uh, in 2000 and I don't know, 13, something like that. Whenever I went to California, I don't know, but I—that's the only zoo I've I've zooed since. Um, I have not. I don't think I have since I've been vegan. No, where when would I have zooed? No, no, I have not. I almost got cornered, though. Um, when we went to Myrtle Beach, mm. and there was that crocodile thing or whatever, and I was like, oh well, maybe this is like some kind of like sanctuary kind of thing i don't know i i don't think i was thinking about it enough and i was like i also was like fuck fuck i really don't want to like i don't want to i don't want to do this conversation and they were closed so i avoided it Mm -hmm. which was good but i actually did wonder if maybe it was some sort of sanctuary thing because i think it's called wildlife something it isn't called a zoo correct right and so i was like oh maybe and then i like there's some gray area i was able to like see and i was like i'm not sure so right anyways um I have not since since being vegan. Um, as I, a general thing, I'm I'm definitely not zoo. Yeah, as like a general, I'm predominantly not zoo. I'm not aggressive or like f- you know too mad of, or anything about it. Why you gotta be mad, bro? <laughs> um, uh, I remember listening to a podcast episode once. I think it was Colleen Patrick Goudreau, and she was talking about. She was talking, speaking very anti-zoo. And I can remember getting, this was, I think, before I was fully vegan, maybe. And I can remember, like, getting a little defensive about it because at the time, I was like, what about places like the San Diego Zoo? And what Mm -hmm. about places like the Bronx Zoo who are doing conservation and who are educating and who are doing this, that, and the other thing? And I think that's what a lot of people think is the common misconception about zoos is that they operate on a conservation basis, which is true in some cases. However, my point that I always try to make is that zoos exist in part because they have to. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, sure, these animals could go into sanctuaries. That's always the the argument that and that should be the argument they could and should go into sanctuaries but a lot of these animals have been brought into captivity because humans did that to them and so no they can't be released into the wild and so it is our responsibility to take care of them but the profiting off of them i think is where the issue lies is that they're not that's the issue um and one thing i was reading because of course you know i was like "Eh, let's just let's just type in some blank statement like why are zoos ve- aren't vegan? Why right. aren't zoos vegan? And of course, one of the first things that came up is something from PETA. Right. Not shocking. And I was like, yeah, bah, 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 bah. Um, animals anxious, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, but and they finally made a point that kind of like clicked mm-hmm. with me. Um, the fundraisers and stuff that some zoos do right. are like, that's where I think the line is drawn. So like the San Diego Zoo or someone who does a lot of conservation. Yeah. And education. Sometimes they have, and they named a couple of fundraisers um, called Woo at the Zoo and Jungle Love, which visitors pay to watch animals have sex. I was just going to say Jungle Love. That's it. It is quite, li- <laughs> oh. it is literally it. Um, and you can like Google events like that and you can find them where it's like, I would not just Google Jungle Love though. <laughs> uh, pro tip, don't Google that. I'm going to. Or do. Um. But, like, that was kind of the thing that hit me is, like, what about some of these events? Like, do you have to? Right. That's do also that? kind of um, the thing that upset me about um, that place local to us. I forget what it was called. But the video of that giraffe giving birth. Mm, and ugh. the camera was, like, zoomed so- in on her vagina. Yeah, like, that's not okay. And it's a little, I think, weird. Um, oh, I found what you're talking about. Jungle love. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Why don't you tell us the details about that? So I don't know. Is the, I don't know if this is what you found. This Probably. is specific to the Knoxville Zoo. This article is from mm-hmm. 2009, though. The Knoxville Zoo, it says they have an adults and an adults only annual Valentine's Day event including close-up animal encounters and a special presentation about the Animal Kingdom's mating game. Mm -hmm. His presentation highlighted the pairing, partnering, and mating habits of the zoo's animal residents. Oh, my. Yeah. So, like, they're, you know, conservation or whatever. Oh, they're trying to rehabilitate or maybe, like, breed animals so that they can let them back into the wild. But, like... Well, no, they're not. They're not going to let them back into the wild. That's the thing. And there's the argument for certain animals that are going into extinction and so they're being bred in zoos to like keep them alive and all that. But there's fault. There's so much fault and so much so many issues with that. So one of the things that I because I was like, all right, another thing I'll just look up um, some people about or some things about Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. because I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go. I, I just try not to think about it. I'm like, eh, probably not. I want to go on the rides and stuff. But like, do I, was gonna I say, need that's to go the on thing. the safari? But that's, like, there, whether you go on the safari or not, though, there's animals. It's a, it's a zoo. I, I mean, there are animals everywhere. Yeah. Because um, I went. Um, I, my, I would go. I did go. Um, and just, you know, I guess avoid the parts of it 
that make you uncomfortable or use them as an educational opportunity for the people that you're with, which is what I tried to do. Did you? What what parts did you like educate? I mean, I was with my family, on? so it only oh. really went so far. And at the time, I, my approach probably wasn't that great because I was upset. I was like, this is so hypocritical. How are you going to teach children about appreciating animals by teaching them that it's okay to lock them up? And, right. you know, so I went a little aggressive vegan on everybody because I was very uncomfortable. But, you know, if I did it again, I probably would not take that <laughs> approach and just be a little bit more calm and more. Were there parts of it that did make you uncomfortable? Just the fact like, that it's a zoo in general. I mean, there was no indication of poor care or right. small enclosures or anything that made me uncomfortable in that respect. Just like being there in general just made me mad because I was watching all these people watch these animals and ooh and ah and I was like you guys suck <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> but that you know that was my personal experience but there's a lot of cool stuff in Animal Kingdom too and it's not like you're necessarily paying extra for that park no and that's like that's funny because when you're part of like Disney groups on Facebook they'll be like wow you're giving them your money anyways I mean, I'm getting tickets to Disney Right, is what is like the package I'm doing. It's like right. I'm getting tickets and you can go to any right. park, but it's like it's one. Right. It's one. Thing. Right. It's so I could just not go to Animal Kingdom. Right. I'm definitely not going to do that um, because I want to go on a couple of the rides there very specifically. I don't know. I don't know if I feel like going on the safari specifically I just because I'm like, <sighs> Do I even want to see, like, do I want to see that? If for nothing else, do I want to? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I, I did. Should and I? I don't even remember really seeing that many animals because they're, it is, you know, they're, they are just safariing or whatever. So a lot of them were like, not interested. And, yeah. And being animals and not just like up and close and personal. I remember seeing some lions, but I didn't, don't remember seeing a lot of animals, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that? I don't know. Like, should I go? And if I go, would there be any opportunities to talk about, like... Oh, there's always opportunities to talk about it, you know, especially if the people you're with are open to it. Yeah, I'm going with good people. You know? Like, I think about that um, in terms of, like, ha you know, having kids and family events and stuff like that. Like, or it, when your kids are in school, if there's a field trip to the zoo or, you know, like, that kind of stuff is going to pop up at some point in your life and... I guess you just have to make the decision which is which which situation makes you more uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's also two. I mean, the biggest difference is like type of zoo. So yeah, um, and I, you Animal know, Kingdom. My kids aren't going to be going on elementary school field trips to Animal Kingdom. Right, that's the thing. They're going to be going to like the Rosemond Gifford Zoo, which I went to as a. I don't know how old I was, and I've been there as an adult. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just your average run of the mill. Here's some lions yeah. on a slab of concrete in the middle of a zoo. In Syracuse, New York. In Syracuse, New York. Right. And I understand a lot of people's arguments for wanting for themselves or for their kids or for, for whoever to have exposure to animals. Where else will you see a lion? I get that. I get that you are interested and you want to see and know about lions. I get that. But there are other ways to do that, though. You know what I mean? That's We talked about this once before. It's It's... I think it's selfish and I, I think it's indulgent that you think that your desire to see a lion behind glass or whatever is more important than that animal's quality of life. Well, and that's what I've always said is like, well, how else are we going to learn about them and know about them? What? 
Yeah. What, what kind you of you what kind know of that fucking argument existed? is that? Yeah. If I never see a million dollars, doesn't mean it doesn't exist, or That's I can't right. know that I it know exists. All about a million dollars, right? And that I'm never, never going to have That's it. Right. <laughs> That's right. Ever. That's right. Um, you know, it's a it's the same thing. Like, what if I never see a giant squid? Because right. you know you can't see a giant, literally can't see a giant squid, right. or you know right. that doesn't mean that I can't learn about them, right? Right. So I hate that argument. It's like, how else are we going to do this? Literally every other way. Right. The way you've been doing it up until the day you went to a zoo. I've, you know, I mean, I may never. I don't know, but I know about the pyramids. Right. And I've That's never a great seen. Example. I've never seen the pyramids. Yeah. So. We right. learn about all of these things. Right. Why is it you have to see them to right. be like, oh, to understand? Nah, right. Right. I don't think so. Right. Um. So it's like level of zoos. And yeah. then you have kind of like. Yeah, that, you know, I really hate. I feel like it's, you know, I don't want to draw comparisons, but there are kind of levels, right? There's, oh, there's absolutely levels. There's you've got you've got places like the San Diego Zoo and then you've got what used to be the Catskill Game Farm. Or exactly. That shitty little zoo down by near where that used to be. What is it called? It's like the something bear. Ballowick or something like that. I don't even know. And then there's that weird animal place out in Gloversville. Like there's all kinds of like side side of the road attraction type zoos. And then there's places like the San Diego Zoo, Animal Kingdom, the Bronx Zoo that are doing something. And then I feel like that's good. I feel like and this is not an argument I'm making, but I feel like someone might make this is are you or not you, but are people making arguments for different levels of zoos? In the same way that people are making arguments in like um, factory farming versus yes. small farm. Yes. So it's yes and no. better, but it's still yeah. at the end of the day, it's still yes suffering. No. Yeah. Yes and no. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's better in the I way that if you're going to do it, that's the way to do I think it. I was going to say, I think it is yeah. a very similar parallel thing yeah. of factory farming and Catskill Game Farm, right? They're both the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank God Catskill Game Farm's gone. Yeah. Um, but those are like pretty much the worst of the worst. And then you have small farms. Right. Where the animals still get slaughtered. But they do have like a Bob Comas situation. Right. 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 And then you have like the medium level zoo. And then you come up where it's someone has a couple of chickens and they eat their eggs and they're the but they're house chickens too but they right. also still lay eggs and right. they still eat them right and then you have the animal kingdom i don't know there's i think right. it is there are levels yeah no there definitely are for sure so yeah i mean i never went to the catskill game farm I so did. something like that i can't even tell you what it was like and you i was little you went to the but you saw oh, the I've abandoned yeah, thing yeah, yeah. too i've so been you there can i've been there idea. um since it was abandoned when did danny and i go there um not that long ago because i worked for lush mm-hmm. so two years ago maybe it's very upsetting i got very upset because those and i'm sure i have the picture somewhere those enclosures are so small and there were some we went into the top level of the giraffe house mm-hmm. and the well the bottom level of the giraffe house was so upsetting because you could see like where like the scratch marks on the walls and stuff from like the grazing and like from them like trying to read it just was so upsetting and then you went upstairs and there were all these rooms that I assume maybe they kept monkeys in because they had like jungle gym-esque things that I assume they like swung around on and stuff mm-hmm. but there were no windows there were no windows it was literally like like prison cells no windows with just like little like aerobic jungle jimmy type things in them it was so upsetting and it was concrete stone whatever flooring and 
It just was such a bummer. It was awful. And they had like exotic animals. They had everything too, from right? deer and a pet, you know, petting zoo. And my parents tell a story about how I was like chased by a donkey when I was little. They had like everything from petting zoo esque animals all the way up to rhinos and big cats. And they had bears. Though you can look mm-hmm. at it online. There are videos. They did like the whole bear riding a bicycle thing. What the fuck? Yeah. They had giraffes, obviously. Yeah. See, like that's. And there's and it's funny because when you play even that weird little commercial that you played yeah, before, I think like, they had tigers and yeah, and yeah, and they were like, "Let's go have a good day. Let's yeah. go visit the animals." Animals. Yeah, that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that is just pure exploiting them. Oh yeah, yeah, it's terrible. And like, where the fuck did you get these exotic animals? Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's such a um. There's just such a it's there's so much evidence of people really, truly not knowing because you have places like what used to be the Caskill Game Farm and you have places like it's now neighbor that other places there now and the place in Gloversville and just anywhere that has a petting zoo of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Indian Ladder has one, don't they? Yeah, yeah. like any a, any place that has any kind of petting zoo and you talk to people about it and they're like, well, no, like, the, I mean, the animals, they just live there and everything's fine. And you're like, well, no, like after that season, they're not baby animals anymore well no i don't think they i don't think they slaughter them i think they just they keep them i've heard that so many times from people and i'm like no so when you went there last year and when you went there again this year was there a field with grown animals from years past there wasn't (laughs) so let's put two and two together folks those animals are not just kept there forever they're there for a very specific purpose those animals at the altsmont fair or whatever fairs you're going to are there for a very specific New York purpose. State Fair. Yeah. And then it's a wrap. Right. So and it's it's um it's actually it's funny that you bring up Indian Ladder because they have like baby animal day. I know. And I was like, and I hate that because I that's where I go and I pick my apples. And I'm I knew I'm still gonna go do that. P.S. guys, I'm yeah, still all gonna the, go do that. I think that. all the apple orchards locally have some kind of animal petting zoo, small yeah. animals and stuff. And people are like, baby animal day, let's go see the baby animals. Yeah, I'm gonna my bring kids. my kids. Yeah. Literally, what are you teaching them? I would I would even wager to say, cool, I would be fine with a, a, you and your baby animal days and your petting zoos if you said, okay, little Jimmy and Susie, let's go see the baby chicks. Aren't they cute? Okay, they're going to grow up and be big chickens. And like, and we love chickens just like we love our cats at home, right? That's not fucking happening. No. Nothing is happening beyond let's go see the baby chicks. Oh, look, they're cute and yellow and fuzzy. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and you're also not saying, "Hey, little baby Susie and Jimmy," or whatever. Yeah, Jimmy you said. and Susie, <laughs> look at these cute little baby animals. They're going to die in a few months. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're not also explaining that these animals are what's going to be on your dinner table. On your dinner table, because you'll go. You they will go see. Mm-hmm. Think of how many people I guarantee went and saw baby chicks at Baby Animal Day, mm-hmm. and then went home and had chicken for dinner. Honestly, literally. I I mean I don't I guarantee a high percentage yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, just to back it up for a second too. That's the other I I guess like separation too that you can draw between when people go to zoos and they're like, "Oh my gosh, look at the lions and look at the tigers and look at the bears and look at all these animals and how beautiful they are and I love animals." And they're standing there, we're looking at these animals and they're eating a hamburger. Right. And you're like, "What?" You know, like it's it's that whole thing, too, of like these animals get 
the zoo treatment, which is better than the factory farm treatment, Mm -hmm. undoubtedly. Mm -hmm. But like even if you went to a zoo of any kind and there were cows, which there often are, you're going to be like, oh, look at the look at the cows. Look how beautiful those cows are. Look at these goats and sheep. Aren't they beautiful? Mm -hmm. And you're standing there and you're eating a burger. How is it that the cow that you're looking at at the zoo is different than the cow that you are currently eating? Right. It's that's crazy. that's like the the least amount of separation. It is literally the same thing, but somehow it's not, mm-hmm. and that's really wild. Well, it's crazy to me. Yeah, and I feel like nobody asks questions. I never did. Yeah, I never did. I never did. No. I lived thirty years practically without ever asking or thinking about the fact that there's something a little not right about zoos. Right. Because you go and you see them. I mean, I've been. I was thinking of another one. I've been to is um couple one that we discussed. Uh, Great Adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where there's a safari there as well. And we yeah, went. We I haven't used... been there in years, but I have been there. Um, Last time we were there, maybe three years ago. Yeah. I think. I mean, it was fairly recently. But yeah, because it hasn't been since I've been vegan. I'm going on two years this fall. So yeah, it would have been three, maybe four years ago. And I remember being like, well, this is cool. You know, they're somewhat a safari again. Um, You know, they're pretty free roaming and, you know, but the giraffes can't really come up to you and. You know, they don't even have the open air thing. So you just drive your car around to that mm. one. So it's like, mm, yeah, you know, is it great? The um, Hershey Park yeah, is one that I mean, I worked. We worked there. So I went there every year as a kid. And then we worked um, in the park and they have their animal. They had a situation when there was flooding um, a couple of years ago. Again, there was some kind of flooding and they couldn't get buffalo out right bison buffalo um they couldn't get them out and so they drowned that's awful and like that is awful and i hate that and then my and it's again it's could be a black and white well what about this but like you know would those animals have had a better chance if they weren't literally in because they are down right if you think about it like they aren't they aren't in like an enclosure where they're like protected they are open but it's down so when the Water's it's rising. Yeah, right. They're gonna. It's the oh, water's gonna trickle down. I can't down. even like think about that. Yeah, That's so upsetting. They couldn't. They couldn't get to them. <sighs> so, yeah. And then there's things like that. So I'm like that. That was a pretty decent zoo as well. It wasn't a safari, but it was walk through. There were wolves, buffalo, um, uh, cute prairie dogs, that kind of thing. Very like America, Pennsylvania, New York kind of animals. Um, were there any? I don't even think there's anything exotic. I think it was very basic kind of what you would find out and around. But it was like a situation like that. You're literally enclosing these animals. You're caging them in. So if something bad happens, you're not giving them a chance. And I mean, I think it's it's somewhat safe to say that those animals are looked at as a dollar sign. Like they're not, sure. not really looked at as a personal or emotional loss. That's a that's an income loss. That's a you're, it's affecting your bottom line. Right. And it's, then you have to bring in more animals. Right. Right. My cat's going to fall. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope. Saved himself. <laughs> no. Um, that's yeah. That was a really heartbreaking thing. So I've seen pretty good. I've I've never seen anything I would say to the level of Catskill Game Farm. Yeah, and I mean I was pretty I've little when I went there, good. so I don't remember it. I mean I've been to some smaller zoos. I've been to the Richmond Zoo in Virginia. I've been to I think I've been to the San Francisco Zoo. I've been. To, that's not a smaller zoo, but I've I've been to a lot of zoos in my life been in the san diego zoo more than once i've been to the bronx zoo mm-hmm. been to a lot of them and i don't really ever remember but again i wasn't looking for it you right. know what i mean i wasn't like 
going into it thinking this isn't a great place, you know? I'd like to know more, too, um, about the conservation. Like, yeah, but, like, specific statistics. So, because one thing that I was looking at um, for Animal Kingdom yeah. is, like, you know, saving one animal at a time. And, like, you can find out all about, like, the International Fund for Animal we- Welfare, um, all these different, like, things that places at Disney works with for Animal Kingdom. Um, let's see, newborn giraffes, eight white rhinos. So since it's opening in 1998, Animal Kingdom, this is in 2013, Animal Kingdom has welcomed six elephant calves, four newborn giraffes, and eight white rhinos. So in 2006, the park's first white rhino born in Animal Kingdom and another park's rhinos were transferred to Uganda's Zewe Animal Sanctuary in the first attempt to reintroduce white rhinos to the country where they had previously been extinct. In 2009, one of them gave birth to a male calf. It was the first white rhino born in Uganda in 25 years. Um, I would like to know what the fuck happened. Because I don't know if y'all remember, the last white rhino just died. So How what do? happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's... I was like, wait a second. Like, I'm reading this article, like... Yay, cool. So, you know, 2009, a male calf was born. But if that was in a sanctuary, like, what kind of sanctuary did they give them to? Like, was it born Was it born into a sanctuary and then died again there? Was it in the wild? What, what was the deal with that? Because also they had to have died young. Um, the last... Um, because I was the last, he was an old rhino, Sudan, was old. Yeah. So these other white rhinos were probably young when they passed away, I'm guessing. Yeah. And, yeah, oh, Jesus, there's too much happening here. <laughs> um, poachers and stuff is, you know, another point over there. But, like, I don't know. It's, do they not have white rhinos anymore at Disney then? I don't Did know. they give away all of their white, there can't be. The, the Sudan was the last white rhino. In ex- they're extinct. They're done. So Disney has none. So did Disney release the, the only two that they had to that sanctuary? And then they had a baby and then that was it? Is that... I'd like to know more about, like, the way that Disney works. Like, yeah. is that how they... Is that how they do it? Where it's like, okay, they have two animals. Cool. Let's, re- re- let's release them back to a sanctuary or into the wild to reproduce. Do they wait for a baby? You can't release a baby into the wild without some sort of parental supervision, I would think, because if a baby giraffe walks up to another group of giraffes, are they going to take care of it? I don't know. I'd like to know more about the way their conservation kind of works like that, because everyone's like, well, conservation and Disney's good at this, but just... I'd like to... If someone could tell me, that'd be great, but I'd like to know more about the literal logistics of it. So apparently there's different species of white rhinos as I'm being more educated on. But I'd like to know more about what yeah. Disney's because if like did Disney have a northern white rhino or. or right. Yeah. So, research, I guess, TBD. But I just want to know, I guess the overall point is I'd like to know more about. Yeah. Exactly how their conservation program. Well, works. But you can educate me on something. I feel well, like. Well, so I'm going to I'm going to get real honest here for a second. Um. I apologize to the vegans who aren't going to like this. Uh So on the San Diego Zoo website, there is a whole section about the Institute for Conservation Research. And they have, uh, it looks like they put out two or three volumes a year 
outlining all of their conservation work. And I just read through a couple of them really quickly. I'm a little convinced. (laughs) I have to admit to you, I'm a little convinced Um, because it looks to me like they do a lot of uh, conservation outside of the zoo. Like this talks a lot about helping um, different sanctuaries. There was one on here talking about an elephant sanctuary um, in um, 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 the... I don't know how to pronounce this. A wildlife cons- cons- conservancy. Why can't I speak <laughs> in Kenya um, to help uh, with elephants? And so they help to fund places in Africa. And there was one about Fiji um, and like reptiles and stuff in Fiji that they are working with different places all over the world to help conserve certain species of animals through research of animals in the wild, not just in the zoo. Interesting. Um, But this is very what I like about this. And there's kind of a lot of information in some of them. So I honestly didn't read every single word in all of them. But it seems very transparent. Like there's a lot of information in here about the different species that they're working with and the different places that they're working with. Um, The um, and I I like that. Like it really kind of outlines the work that they're doing. Um, which I guess is kind of what you're looking to find from Disney, right? So they're at least giving people something to look at to see what it is that they're doing. Um, They preserved multiple Tory pine tissue types that will be used to optimize genomic protocols for conservation research at the Tory Pine State Natural Reserve and will serve as repository for future sequencing of the Tory Pine transcriptome. So they do plant conservation. They do work with ecology. Yeah, like there's a lot of crazy stuff in here that I honestly did not know. So that's a good reaction. I was worried when you had your no, face. No, I'm a little like, I'm a little more swayed, I will admit. Um, so it just seems like they do a lot more outside the four walls of the San Diego Zoo, which I, you know, I'd like to know more about as well. But this actually has a lot of information. Interesting. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Because there's a bunch of stuff. There's so much stuff. Huh. This is wild. So are you, but this kind of changes your mind on that, again, that zoo. Well, it, it's still or, like the catch-22 of it all because this is all awesome. Like this is such great stuff, but you're still profiting off of the animals in a zoo though. You know what right. I mean? I guess I have a hard time turning that's, a blind eye to that. That's always even been my this stuff is incredible. That's always been kind of my go-to is like you're telling me all these really awesome things, but why do you have to why why? Right. It's just like I'm I'm I didn't know a lot of this stuff. I will admit this is happening in li- live time. <laughs> <laughs> they can hear your pauses. <laughs> um but what your question was, who owns zoos? I'm sorry. Like, who who is it a municipality or, or whatever? Is it a person? How is that zoo, like, funded? Government? What do? How zoo do? How do zoo you? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I could try to find out. Because um, that would just be, I guess that would just be my question is, you know, if even if it's a municipality or whatever, if it's the city of San Diego, right. like, who does it have to go through to be like, well, let's just make this a, pro- why can't it just be a program? Why does there have to be caged up animals? San Diego Zoo Global is a not-for-profit organization classified as a 501c3 
making it tax exempt according to the Internal Revenue Service. The organization is funded through grants, membership revenue, and from sales of tickets, merchandise, and food at the zoo and safari park. So it's funded. So their programs are funded by... I'm embarrassed. (laughs) People going to see the animals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, it says, yeah, even on their website, it also says the San Diego Zoo Global is a non-profit organization. Neat. Yeah. So then now how do you feel knowing that? How it's like I, st- I mean, I still in general feel the same way about okay. zoos. Um, yeah. I feel better specifically about the San Diego Zoo. Mm-hmm. Um. But and uh, the San Diego Zoo, the Safari Park and the Institute for Conservation all fall under that San Diego Zoo global non for profit umbrella. So they're all under that same thing. Right. Um, It says that they are the largest zoological membership association in the world with more than 250,000 member households and 130,000 child memberships representing more than a half million people. Interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I guess. Man, I guess it's a tough place. There's, it might not be. Again, it's not black and white. I don't think you can say all zoos are inherently bad or good. I, I don't think it's that simple. I've kind of learned nothing is that simple though. Right. They also describe the safari park as a sanctuary. They use the word sanctuary, which I mean is you know loose definition depending on how you're using it, but they do use it. Well, I mean. Yeah. If it is, if it's truly run similarly to a sanctuary, how is it any different than Catskill? It says the because... Safari Park is an expansive wildlife sanctuary that is home to more than 3,000 animals representing more than 300 species. Its renowned botanical collection represents 3,500 species and 1.7 million specimens. Over half of the park's 1,800 acres have been set aside as protective native species habitat. Yeah. I mean, if you're working towards something good. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, really, think think about it. If it is a 501c3, it's a nonprofit, and it's funded by memberships and people going to see the animals. And it's education. And right? it's education. And they are taken care of. Again, I'm speaking in theory, folks, because I've never been there. I, I don't know. Um, if it's truly a sanctuary style situation that the safari is. How is that different than Woodstock or Catskill or one that is an animal sanctuary? I mean, think about it. All these nonprofit sanctuaries that that we work for slash go to. I guess you could. I mean, I guess the argument would be that the biggest difference is is the breeding. Right. Is that they they are going to breed at a zoo, whereas they're not going to breed at a place like Catskill or Woodstock. But they also side note to that, too, is that the animals that are rescued by a farm sanctuary are overbred because they're right. being bred for food, whereas animals in zoos are often, I'm sorry to say, in need of being bred because they're going extinct, because right. which is also hum- done by human hand. It's our fault. Right. So that's the whole argument of isn't it kind of our responsibility to try to correct that? You know? Yeah. It, it. I mean, there's. it's a hamster wheel. You're just going round and round and round and round. You there's know? no answer. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think there's zoo bad, zoo good. I mean, Blank. there's zoo bad. Well, there's... No, no, no. <laughs> there's bad zoos. Right. <laughs> there's bad zoos, right, right, not right, zoo right. bad. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. But, like, it's right. just... There are bad, but like a blanket statement of all zoos 
equal evil, I yeah. don't think exists in a, in just that black and white, like yeah. a zebra who's in a zoo. Hopefully a good one. Yeah. That's it. Wrapping it up. And now, now when wow. we're done, I'm going to do so much more research. <laughs> I'm like, now I need to know more. <laughs> Well, that's, you know what? Because I like, I didn't expect to be not proven wrong, but like, I didn't expect to have my mind changed even a little bit. Well, you know what? Hopefully, this podcast serves to do that for some people. Um, similarly to like rotten and documentaries that we really like. Yeah. Is that we make you think, or maybe right. we don't. Maybe you're like, fuck you, people. <laughs> vegans who like zoos unsubscribe that's going to be the next thing so um but yeah you can't unsubscribe because they like zoos right exactly demons that's what we are um do you have my cat's about to try to eat broccoli i don't even think he wants it um do you have anything else before you go down your black hole of um shenanigans of research no okay bye <laughs> did I, wait what <laughs> i was just waiting yeah i was like i'm done <laughs> i thought you had food to talk about i do but don't you yeah well i want to talk about the delicious vegetables we just ate exactly See, that's what I was asking, and then she said no, so I was I like, I thought you I'm meant, done. like, like thoughts about topics aside from food before, Oh, like, the God, no. I literally only care about food, ever, but, like, right now, especially. So, I don't know why I was just, like, hard craving vegetables today. I get it. I think it's because I ate just... so much, like, trash the last couple of days <laughs> that my body was like, yo, eat a tomato. Eat a tomato. Yeah. You and crave, I, just was, I like, crave really vegetables. That. It was tomatoes, that, like, cucumbers. Fresh. What was it? Parm. Yeah. Follow your heart parm and some. Wish, wishbone um, avocado oil, roasted garlic, citrus dressing, was which good. was literally $1.50 a price chopper. It was good. So. It was very good. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I also went to Stronghearts recently and got an Eggs Benedict because I would drink Hollandaise if I were allowed. I mean, I am allowed, but, like, it's kind of gross, maybe. I don't know. No, I, I like, when I use mayo and mm. stuff, I lick the spoon. That's gross. <laughs> That's really disgusting. Um, it's vegan. It's healthy. Right. It's good. Right. Yeah, no, I had the eggs Benetrict, which was good. And then I got, I can never remember the name of it, but my favorite milkshake is the one that's espresso and cookie dough. I don't know. So good. It's so good. And then Mike got a TLT and french toast and like inhaled both things in a matter of like minutes and he got a uh, i think just a strawberry banana milkshake we were very pleased it could be as simple as just a strawberry milkshake from there and it is made with angel wings yeah are angel wings vegan uh i mean i don't know depends how you feel about angels i guess and if you believe in them (laughs) and Mm. if their wings are detachable do they fall off What's the sitch? Oh, that's true. If an angel drops its wings or a wing, if it passes away naturally and then I go take them, is that right. vegan? I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> um, Any other good food? Oh, I've had. Uh, have you ever had rolled ice cream? I have not had vegan rolled ice cream. Oh. But I have had rolled ice cream. Um, I've never even heard of it. Um, My friend Bridget was like, hey, 
we got to go get rolled ice cream. I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Rolled ice cream. I've never, I'd never heard of it. Hmm. She's like, it's up in Clifton Park. Um, and it's, it was really good. It was a coconut milk base. Um, and they have, so the way they do theirs is it's just pre-made. Yeah. And then you can add other stuff if you wanted, but primarily it's like, there's your, those are your options. And then at the end you add toppings. Um, but they're, they only have the one, it's a pina colada. So it's the coconut milk, vanilla base. that's non-dairy and pineapple, but you can add other stuff. So I added strawberry and mango to mine. Strawberry mango, yeah. And the pineapple. Next time I want to do banana too. And then you can add all the toppings. I had all the different fruit. I added Skittles because I'm an adult as well. Um, But it was really cool. And the guy was super nice. Um, I met Bella actually at the register who happens to be vegan as well. Mm. So hey. um, She was like, oh, I'm vegan too. And I was like, cool. And then I handed her a card and I was like, here. What was the name of this place? I'm sorry. Um, Oh my God. I have to look it up again. I just went, it wasn't like last night or anything, <laughs> the other night. Icy, yeah, Icy Point. Oh. Icy Point. Have you ever been to um, Galleria 7 on Route 7? Mm-hmm. Um, they have, There's a, a like a, a couple places in there that have like some vegan-ish things, but they uh, we go there a lot because it's like a cafeteria-style place, and Mike can get whatever he wants, and I always go to this um, Maria's Pizza place in the back and just get like a cheeseless pizza with obviously black olives and pineapple. They're, it's so good. Um, but there's a place in there that I think does rolled ice cream. I don't think it's vegan, but you can like watch them make it, mm-hmm. and it's really cool to watch them like do it. I, th- I, hope, I'm, I hope I'm not thinking of something else but i think they have rolled ice cream it's not vegan but i just remember watching them do it and so i was like, like that's cool because how they, they like have the giant cold flat. thing yeah 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 in front of them and yeah. they put the toppings and like liquid it's just liquid yeah, yeah. they pour and then it, and then like, they chop this yes. up and it freezes yes. out yeah and they like pat it down yes. and then they boop and they like yes. shovel it yes yeah yep it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. weird yeah we watched them do it i don't think they have a vegan option but i remember watching them do it and i was like that's really cool yeah it's really fun it's like an artistic yeah. work very cool um god yeah other than f i mean i've eaten beyond sausages twice this week because i can every time i go to whole foods they don't have them oh i am now like stalking them and checking i finally got the brats i've mm-hmm. had all of them now so no good. i haven't had the brats yet but um, so they're good they're so um, we've been really obsessed with blts lately um mike likes them with both tempeh and the sweet earth benevolent bacon we do both jesus that's a, like aggressive it's a commitment. i know Oof. i just do the benevolent bacon because i don't love tempeh it's not like my favorite unless it's like super crispy and i can't always get it right so i don't love tempeh so i usually do the benevolent bacon with like tofurkey turkey slices mm-hmm. and do like a club mm-hmm. so fucking good that sounds delicious so good See, I love tempeh. I have a little slab of tempeh bacon I made this morning in the fridge. Yeah, I'm not a, I, I'm, it's hit or miss for me. I don't always love it. Mm. That tempeh, remember I made you that tempeh stuff? Oh my God, that was so good. Yeah. It was um a purple carrot thing, right? Yeah, yeah. it was. Oh, that's so tasty. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to more food in the future. Like the mint chocolate chip ice cream I have in the freezer right yeah. now. I've been obsessed with root beer floats lately. I think I told you that. I've been obsessed with egg creams. Ooh. Have you ever had an egg cream? I have. Ugh. Yeah. I, because Price Chopper was having a ridiculous sale on seltzer. So we got a bunch of stuff and I got cans of regular seltzer. And I've been using Oatly. So the Hershey's syrup and Oatly because it's nice and creamy. Mm-hmm. And then just the, um, 
the seltzer on top and it's been so good a little bit of like a bit like lighter kind of root beer float kind of thing just the chocolate i do chocolate in my root beer floats so Mm. i don't know just all food oh i'm so hungry now i know keep smelling buffalo sauce i really have no (laughs) idea why (laughs) oh my god is that like when people smell burnt toast and they have a stroke no is it i hope not shit well are you winking at me are you twitching are you okay Good thing this episode's like over. That's true. Get out of my house before you have a stroke, just so <laughs> I, I don't have your, to witness your it. Your kitty cat is large is so and in nice. charge on my lap. He is. Well, we can always bring you buffalo sauce. I'm sure I have a bottle in the fridge. Mm. I could bring it to you. Mm. That sounds good. Okay. Nothing Uh-oh. on it or with it. Cool. We're going to do shots now of buffalo shot, sauce. Shot, 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 shots. Oh, I could give you celery to dip in the buffalo sauce. Oh, perf. It's right before bedtime, that nice aphrodisiac, sexy celery. That's what I need. It's going to be like my drag name, sexy celery. Sexy celery. It's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, head over to the vspot.fm while we eat our sexy celery. And you can listen to other episodes that we like to talk about bullshit all the time. And I can explain all of my deep-seated fears and issues. Um, And then, I don't know soundbite.fm too they have cool stuff no celery there though no they're celery free zone (laughs) my sister's allergic to celery oh like not celery seed like the literal like a stalk of celery it's real weird celery for her no i gotta tell her that (laughs) it's also really strange because it's literally like 90 percent water yeah i don't know Hmm. she definitely has something that's odd yep so yeah that's it email us instagram us Facebook us. Do all those things. Do all those things. And until then. Oh, damn it. Oh, we're going. It's done. <laughs>